a bullet leaping buildings in a single bound Came from out the shadows cause that's how we get down I'm in your town Walk between billionaires and evil scientists Sorcerers supreme, all the teenagers are buying this Gamma radiation, nobody could mess with this Hold steady with venomous symbiotes in my penmanship Your friendly neighborhood MC back on the scene You wouldn't like me when I'm angry All I'm seeing is green and red and blue I hold the shield for America when a soldier out Siberia Rocking any microphone that's near to ya Clobbering it till in the coffin you sit Agenda for extinction, bring out the horsemen of the apocalypse Part of an evil brotherhood, acolytes that believe Super friends who make beats and cats that MC It's the area code to the planet that we protect The infinity watch is now back in effect Now, put your hands up like this For all the vigilantes in the streets taking a risk For all the heroes undercover ducking, pressing the pace For all the villains steady scheming on that doomsday tip That's how we do it Superpowered MC who can spit That's how we do it Superhuman on these tracks that I flip Yeah, cause you ain't seen it quite like this Because that's how we do it in the 616 Like my ruby quartz shades and my colored rings Laser scope rifles ain't concerned with the mother thing These rappers wanna talk about ice chains and fancy cars Me, I'm trying to build mansion in Asgard And from the Hellfire Society studio with Cerebro Mind patterns and rhyme cause I rap about what I feel though You hear the rhythm and you hear in the track I'm here to take it back to days of future past in my raps I'm the Stan Lee of the streets Demand things when I speak like your attention and respect When I jam these in the beat And my tape deck pops, my mixtapes still rock They're in your system, that's what sound waves telling me on the block Ricky Bobby Drake's the only ice that I rock with And mental telepathy is the only style that I talk with Close your eyes, you can listen up in your mind During this song, been freestyling there the whole time Now, put your hands up like this For all the vigilantes in the streets taking a risk For all the heroes undercover ducking, pressing the pigs For all the villains steady scheming on that doomsday tip That's how we do it Superpowered MC who can spit That's how we do it Superhuman on these tracks that I flip Yeah, cause you ain't seen it quite like this Because that's how we do it in the 616 on these cats, right? Yeah. Spitting the rhythm that nobody's getting, I'm down to the infinite watches, the wisdom will baffle these women and children. I'm ripping tracks, I go Mark V with a power pack. Hawkeye, what I'm aiming at. Stop time, watch your chain react. Can't lie, I'm a brainiac. Little they know, I'm still in the show, I'm filling the streets, unlimited flow. A second to Doc Ock, when I'm killing it, yo, please. Shots to your chest, you're rocking a mess like Cable did. I'm hungry as Wally West at a kitchen table. Nobody'll save you, kid. I'm Frank with a gun. I'm Hank with his son. I'm Bob when I skip lunch, eating rappers, man. So thanks for the gum. I'm Stark's wallet back before all these banks had a run. I'm Lex Luthor when I rap. I'm trying to blank out the sun. Cause all I see are friendly faces and shifty eyes. Keeping these anonymous commenters honest, making them realize. You love to hate me on the net when I try. That's why you get no love when you're up on my block. Now, put your hands up like this for all the vigilantes in the streets taking a risk. For all the Undercover ducking, pressing the pigs For all the villains that he's even on that doomsday tip That's how we do it Superpowered MC who can spit That's how we do it Superhuman on these tracks that I flip Yeah, cause you ain't seen it quite like this Because that's how we do it in the 616 
Funny Books with Aaron, Polly, Wayne, and Jen. I'm Aaron. I'm Polly. This is Wayne. This is Jen. Hi, Jen. Jen from Genisodes is here. Hi. So, so what do you do over there at Genisodes? Well, I have a show just like yours, it's a podcast, and I interview people all about RPGs, the RPG community, ranging from everyone from like editors, layout people, game designers, and players. Can she be the new Jonathan? Because <laughs> we've already <laughs> lost two Jonathans. Can we get a Jed? It starts with a J. It counts. That's right. It's still it's still worth ten points in Scrabble. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's closer than the second Jonathan. So <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Yeah, we can absolutely do that. Okay, I can be on another show. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So uh, the reason why uh, we have invited you on, Jen, is you know I understand that you're brand new to comics. I am. And, uh, you know, it's kind of an interesting timing with the whole New 52, so uh, we're going to chat with you about that today. But first, you know, this is our first time uh, the, 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 the guys have gotten together since uh, Christmas, and so I'm dying to know what you guys got for Christmas. So, uh, Paul, what'd you get? <sighs> coal. Coal. Lots and lots of coal. Does <laughs> not surprise me. Yeah, really. In, in fact, I got deluxe coal this, this month. <laughs> <laughs> deluxe? Was it, was it uh, hollow foil coal? It was it was it was holofoil polybagged. Yeah, it's yeah. polybagged, and uh, it, 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 someone wrote Green Lantern on Blu-ray on the front of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but other than that, I I did get some very nice gifts. Um, I've spoken previously that I got the Kindle Fire for my birthday, mm-hmm. um, but for Christmas it seemed like uh, everyone kind of went crazy with the movies. Mm-hmm. So I got the the Rocketeer on Blu-ray. Oh, cool! Just awesome. One of my favorite films. I love that movie. I got the Lord of the Rings Extended Edition trilogy on Blu-ray. On Blu-ray. Oh, sweet. Uh, the Crow on Blu-ray. So it's extra depressing. Extra, <laughs> extra shiny and depressing. <laughs> uh, X-Men First Class, which I still haven't seen. Oh, you haven't seen that? No, I haven't seen that. Or Cowboys and Aliens, which I also oh, got. You, you could avoid Cowboys and Aliens. Uh, that, I'll put that with the coal stack. Yeah, please do. <laughs> yeah, I, I I also got the Exorcist. Um, you know because what says Christmas like a satanic movie? Yeah, like you know demonic possession. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very good. I almost popped it in that night too, but it just seemed wrong. <laughs> That's the creepiest damn movie. Yeah, I, I did really well. I got, I mean, I got other movies too, less geeky movies, but uh-huh. uh, I um, I got like The Hangover Part Two and things like that. But uh-huh. I, I I got a huge haul of Blu-ray movies, you know, and the usual undies, socks, that kind of thing. Now you know do you, when you're opening up the gift, you know, do, as you're about to open it, you say, "This better not be clothes." <laughs> I do not. I do not. But my wife did. You know, she uh, she got me like. I don't know. If, I think I talked about this a couple of weeks on the show that when I wrap my gifts, I wrap them in their boxes and everything like that. I'm, I like to wrap gifts. And my wife just likes to stick everything in a bag. Uh huh. So she gave me like all these bags, right? And she she kept holding one. She's like, you can't open this bag. So the first bag is like socks. And oh, so underwear. she's like staging the gifts in the order yeah, that they should like, be oh. opened. And now you get to open the bag with the, the sleeping pants and, you know, the, the new wallet. <laughs> and, you know, the, the last bag had a, a, a bottle of absinthe. Oh, yeah. With, yeah, with the slotted spoon and everything. So oh, cool. my, my wife is encouraging my alcoholism. I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And well, you know, it, it really, without alcoholism, there would be no funny books with Aaron and Polly. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> well, it sounds like you made out like a bandit. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, so, Wayne, how'd you do? I am noticing a trend. Paul and I got a lot of the same DVDs there. 
I got uh, Captain America, Thor, Scott Pilgrim, X-Men First Class, uh, Inception, Star Trek The Fan Collective, Time Travel, the you know the box set that has all the mm-hmm. time travel episodes. Yeah. And uh, right before recording, I was watching a bunch of the special features and documentaries on the rise of the Planet of the Apes Blu-ray. Is it good? So good. Yeah. I, 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 I'm admittingly a Planet of the Apes fanboy, but I just I was watching those like crazy documentaries on the original one, documentaries on the motion capture here. You know, it was just very cool. I can't wait to actually watch the DVD and you know watch the Blu-ray and see how it looks. Um, I also got some Lego Marvel figures, uh, Dragon Age Origins for PS3, uh-huh. and I've got a great big Starship Enterprise sitting up on top of the bookshelf that makes sounds when you press it. Which uh, which which Enterprise? This one's D because I already have uh, the the new movie one at work. I, I have the new movie one sitting here uh, right next to me. Do you press the little button on top and it blinks blue and? Well, yeah, and it makes the the, it makes the phaser sounds or warp yeah. sounds or yeah. Yeah, that's the one I have. Yeah, it's nice. uh, people at work find it hilarious to hit the buttons while you're on conference calls. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you've heard me, uh, you know, I, my my story about activating Galactus while I was on a uh, conference call. <laughs> you will be destroyed. Aaron, is that you? No, no. What you <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Put your phones on mute, please. <laughs> See, my ringtone is uh, one of the Superman themes, so every time it goes off in a meeting, everyone immediately knows whose phone it was. So did you get anything else? Uh, a few things. Uh, Superman shirt. I have my uh, my leather trench coat I already got earlier in the year, but it was an early Christmas present. Uh, some Transformers toys, a few things like that. Now, now, if I recall correctly, on Smallville, Clark wore the, the trench coat, and now you've got the shirt. You're putting together a uh, Clark Kent costume, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> aren't you? It, it yeah, would be the first there's time. no denial. <laughs> Wayne is going to walk around shirtless with the S in, yeah. in red paint on his chest. I've, yeah. already, I've already told you guys about the first time I had to wear a tie to work, didn't I? You wore a shirt with it, right? Because that's, that's... <laughs> and it was a sock tie. <laughs> well, the thing is, I'm in IT and I'm not a tie guy at all. So the first time they forced us to wear a tie, I decided I was an intern at the time. It's like I'm going to go as passive aggressive as I can possibly be. So I grabbed my brightest, you know, bright blue Superman shirt, put it on. Then I put on the most see-through white button-up shirt I could yeah. over it. And then I put the tie in. Nice. So if you looked and saw me walking down the hall, you clearly see the S shield under the shirt. Everyone knew what I was wearing. That's awesome, Wayne. That that was my <laughs> passive aggressive stick it to the man for making me wear a tie. Sticking it to the man. And he hasn't had a raise since. <laughs> yeah, but he's got that awesome rewards program. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He did. Go, he does get free stuff from work. Yeah. Jerk. So, Jen, what, what did Santa bring you? I got a lot of tea stuff, like a teapot and a, all new tea bags. Was and, the teapot and, in the shape of the Starship Enterprise? No. I had a little kitten on top. <laughs> <laughs> but I did get, a, like, a Batwoman little statue. Oh, cool. Put, you know, normal sweaters and stuff. And then uh-huh. I also got the Harry Potter Blu-ray uh, eight-disc set for all eight movies that have come out. Great big honking set of Potter. Yeah. 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 So a good Christmas. Well, cool. <laughs> we didn't do Christmas real huge this year. We uh, we, we bought uh, 
TVs instead. But uh, we we did. We wait, just, wait, 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 wait. What? We didn't do Christmas real big this year. We just bought TVs. Well, but that was a separate what kind budget. Of rich that, and famous that, bullshit line is that? <laughs> well, we, we had a separate budget for the TVs. We actually we actually had the TVs budgeted like in the summer, but we were still looking for furniture. Ah. But anyway, that you know, got the got the flat screen TVs, yada yada, got all that set up, and uh, you know, bought the Blu-ray, and uh, but for Christmas gifts, my wife gave me, and I was, I mean, I I, I almost screamed, I was so excited about this. She got me the uh, first season of the Six Million Dollar Man on DVD, and I, you know, it's not been available until just recently. Uh, last year, Time Life put it on their video thing, and you'd have like do the whole like, like you know weekly or monthly subscription, you know, to finally, you know, 50, you know, fifty-two weeks later, you've got the first season complete. Kind of a you know BS kind of way to do that, but I mean, I just squealed. I was so excited about my uh, six million dollar man collection, and I got to tell you, there's stuff on the on the just on the first disc that I've never seen before. They had the uh, they did three pilot movies before they greenlit the series and they had different openings on each one and there's this dusty springfield theme song you know instead of that the you know oscar goldman voiceover that you're used to in the instrumental this is he's the man he's the six million dollar man it's hysterical and that has got to be my ringtone (laughs) now you just need the matching bionic woman disc i agree i I I saw those are out there i saw them at uh at target when i was trying to find something and spend my gift card on the other day and you know i had such a crush on Lindsay wagner when i was a kid you know because you know if she was going to pick you up she could literally pick you up you know just like hoist you over her head it was great uh yeah i got a thing for Lindsay wagner except when she started selling you know the the sleep number beds and then not so interested but uh yeah Lindsay wagner but yeah, I got. Uh, I think those were the only DVDs I got. I got. I got my uh, Romulan Bird of Prey Star Trek Christmas ornament, and I got a Thor Christmas ornament, and a Green Lantern Christmas ornament. So that was my geeky Christmas. It didn't look like Ryan Reynolds, did it? No, it's actually it's based on the comic book character as opposed to being based on the movie character. Okay. But I, I have to say that I did wind up with a Ryan Reynolds action figure in my Christmas stocking. You know. <laughs> Is it still in the stocking? Did you put it back in the stocking after looking at it? That's as bad as getting a Graham Morrison book for Christmas. Yeah, it's pretty sad. It was pretty sad. Oh, well, uh, when my gift comes in, then uh, you may not want to open it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Uh, we yeah, know that's a, a joke, Christmas. but I'm not going to send you nothing. It was a good Christmas. Good. Yeah, I didn't. You know, this was the first Christmas that I've not gotten a book uh, in a long time. You know, normally uh, the wife hooks me up with a couple of trades, but you know, usually like the most recent Walking Dead trade or something like that. But uh, it was a good Christmas, and not yeah. just because of the stuff, but because it was a season of fellowship and warmth and family and comic books. Because you know we didn't have any lag for the holidays. Comic books came out on time. That's true. I was very happy about that. Yeah. This whole uh, you know comic book shops getting their stuff on Tuesdays works out pretty cool now. Yeah, good for pirates and for customers. <laughs> yeah, I was happy that it was everything came on time because we were doing so much traveling. I didn't know if I'd be able to get the books if they weren't on time. Yeah. The uh, the only downside to my Christmas that I can think of is that I no longer have the One Ring as a wedding ring. Uh oh. 
I've been uh, so I've been losing a lot of weight lately, and I've had to put a sizer on my ring because my finger's getting smaller. Some point during the Christmas travels, my ring, despite having a big plastic sizer on it, fell off and got lost. Oh no! So my one ring is we no longer have it. We've already gone out and got a uh, replacement wedding ring because my wife didn't want me walking around without a ring on. <laughs> you didn't didn't want to use one of those Green Lantern rings from uh, you know the uh, the uh, you know blackest night books. Yeah, you could she, use a pink ring. It's love. She would <laughs> she wouldn't accept that for some reason. What's up with that? I don't know. I mean, she let me do the one ring with the Green Lantern figure that I got for Christmas. There was a ring in there. And it's actually the, it's it's the the big kind of square you know chunky looking ring as opposed to the to the uh, rings that came out with the comics last year. So you know I put it on and of course it doesn't it it's not made for you know a grown man's hand it's made for you know someone ages five to seven. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was I was wearing it on my pinky ring and you know being Italian the rest of the night you know <laughs> you know gesturing with my pinky ring my pinky Green Lantern ring. Did it glow? No, but uh, it did start cutting off circulation to my finger, so I had to remove it. <laughs> <laughs> That's its secret power. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, anywho, well, um, you know, Jen. Yeah. You're new to comics. I am. Tell me about that. It's been fun. <laughs> I started out in September. I was over at Game Group, and my friend Mike. He had all. The, he started getting all the new 52s. Of course, he gets like all of them because he's a big comic book nerd. I'm like, what are these? And so I start looking through them, and I'm like, these are pretty neat. He's like, let's go to the comic book store right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we drove there, and then he's like, there's this thing called a pull list, and you put all the comics you want, and they give them to you every time you come in. I'm like, really? <laughs> so we walked around the whole store and came up with, Picked out a whole bunch of the the new 52s and anything else I saw and put it on a pull list. So, you know, it sounds very much like somebody who's doing cocaine finds <laughs> somebody else who's never had cocaine before and they're so excited and sharing their drug with them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, is, is the comic book shop that he went to now your comic book shop? Yeah, it's actually the comic book shop that's... I think closest to me. Okay. So it's about like 20 minutes away. So it's not, I, I go there every couple weeks. I can't make it every Wednesday. You let them, you let them build a stack for you and then you go get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. What's the name of your shop? Brave new worlds. Brave new worlds. Tell me about it. It is in, well, I'm in, I'm in Northeast Philly and it's near Willow Grove mall. It's a nice little shop. And when you walk in they have all the, like the paraphernalia and like the, the kids stuff. And then you walk back and there's it's like a head huge, shop, all the paraphernalia. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, like it has all the, the little figurines mm-hmm. and all the cute little like trinket things that, of course, I always want to buy, but stop myself so I can spend my money on the comics. And it's just a wall, a whole big wall and a half of comics. Mm-hmm. And of course, the trades and other little sections. If only we knew how to stop ourselves, too, instead of buying the trinkets and the comics. Exactly. <laughs> so when you're when you your first visit to this shop. Did you feel welcomed in the shop? Oh, yeah. Definitely. They know my name now, so every time I walk in, they already have my pull list Like by the time I get up to the front. Mm-hmm. So, so, you guys there are great. Uh, tell me about the uh, – you know, do you feel like it's merchandised well? You know, Is it well lit? Do you, does yes, it feel like you're in somebody's basement? No, it's very well lit. I mean it's a pretty big store. Um, they had a 
I was at their previous store and it was a lot smaller. It was uh, more narrow. Uh-huh. This one's a lot more open. Everything's in like the different sections. So if I want to go look at, you know, the big stuffed animals, they're in the one spot. And if I want the trades, I can go. And all the trades are organized in their different sections. Mm-hmm. Is it purely a comic shop or is it a game shop too? Um, I think they have some games. And usually when I go in on Wednesdays, there's a, a a bunch of guys in the back. I think they do more uh, like the war gaming. Mm-hmm. It looks like they. Ha- I, I don't really spend too much time on that side, <laughs> but you know they have people hanging out. It sounds like maybe you had been into a comic book shop previously to this. I was taken to a comic book shop previously. Okay, it's more like a. Come on, I gotta go get some stuff. Uh, actually, no, I, I had to go get dice, and so Brave New Worlds was. They have a lot of dice. So and was it to- was it a s- similar positive experience that first visit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I so, got dice and they had the colors and stuff. So have you ever had the experience of going into a comic shop where things weren't merchandised well, folks weren't very welcoming, you know, you, you felt like a stranger in a strange land kind of thing? Have you ever had that experience? No, not really. I mean, I haven't been to too many comic book sure. shops. And it's been mostly Brave New World, so... Okay. So it sounds like your your experience in comic book retail has been a positive one. It is. Good deal. Good deal. So how do they manage their pull list? I wrote it down on a piece of paper, uh-huh. and they give it to me whenever I go in. There you go. I don't know if they put it into the computer. I think they have it in a computer, too, because every time I go up to check out, if I have something new that I've picked up, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, can you put this on my pull list? They put it on. So either they have a really good memory or (laughs) they have a system of keeping track. So I am really jealous of the shops that have them online. I wish I could go on, you know, go online somewhere and edit my pull list instead of having to go in and find the right person and have him write a note for the guy that actually manages the Excel spreadsheet. And they never seem to have any idea where the pull list is, yet they always seem to know when it's time to pull it, who gets what. I don't understand how that works at all. It's magic. (laughs) It is. So, you know, it, you, it sounds like you manually manage your pull list. You know, so you're, you, you, anytime you needed to update, you would just give them an updated list or tell them to add that. Or I just tell them to add something yeah. or, or take it off or, you know, okay. put it back on. So, you know, Paul, you might want to share with her your experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, 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 it is both, it has positive and positives and negatives. Um, because my comic shop is set up with Comixology. So my pull list is entirely online. Um, I go online, I add new books. If I, basically every Sunday when I see what's coming out that week, if it's not on my regular monthly subscriptions, subscriptions are books you want every month or every time they come out, um, you know, then, then I add it to my pull list for the week and the comic guy, you know, he loads up his Comixology every week and he puts the comics in that way. So, you know, sometimes that backfires though because sometimes i like to put something back on the shelf and he gets a big red flashing warning on his screen if i put something back on the shelf it's like uh hey uh, i don't see avengers children's crusade number eight in your stack uh did i forget to give it to you (laughs) (laughs) you know but sometimes he'll sometimes he's passive aggressive so he won't say anything in the shop He'll just wait till I'm home, and there'll be an email waiting for me. Ooh. Yeah, like, hey. That's uh, why I walk around all, every time. So I get my pull list, you know, my normal subscriptions, and then I walk around. I'm like, oh, what is this? So, 
Yeah, see, my shop's not that well organized to have any clue when I put stuff back. So I'll go over there, and if it's like a DC title, there DC's on the bottom, so I'll uh, I'll bend down to the bottom things. I'll pick up two or three books. I'll put them back along with the book that I don't want to buy that was in my <laughs> list. You know, I'll, you'll reach out a little bit, maybe cough to uh, cause a distraction as you slip the titles back. Always have to look over your shoulder. Is he watching? Are they watching? They're not watching. Okay. <laughs> back it goes. Well, so, I mean, it is, again, it, it, it's really nice to be able to do a lot of it online. It's just when it backfires. And to a certain extent, it, it's kind of backfired on my shop a little bit. Um, because, basically, if there's any doubt in my mind, I just won't add it to my pull. Mm-hmm. And if I forget it when I'm in the shop, which I typically do because I'll go during lunch break and I won't have time to look around, I'll just buy it digitally. And I feel really bad for doing that to my comic shop, but... You know, got to do what I got to do. Are your comic shops smaller? You know, like, are there, are there not a lot of people who go to the comic shops? Or how many comics of everything do they have of a backlog? It depends. I mean, it really depends on the, the book. But, you know, I mean, any comic shop will tell you. And I think Brave New Worlds is a pretty big one. But, you know, any any regular average comic shop will tell you, you know, they, they really can't afford to not to buy books that don't sell and mm-hmm. uh, you know it, it really does hurt the business so they try to and it's hard to gauge you know hey what's going to sell you know what if i under order and can't get the book because it's sold out that kind of thing so i, I just being as tough guy as i have grown it, it has been an interesting experience because i've never i've never seen that part of the business i've never had my comic shy my comic guy email me and say hey um my store's going to close because you put Shinku back on the shelf. That kind of thing. I mean, he didn't say Shinku. It was some other book. But, you know, ge- generally, same line of thinking. Like, hey, you know, I really try to keep my orders small. And, you know, $4 books, if you put them back on the shelf, they might not ever sell. Blah, 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 blah. It's an interesting business. Well, and, you know, you really don't have com- large comic book chains. You know, you may have some local shops that have, you know, one or two uh, shops. But, yeah, I mean, you know, these are all our owner-operator kind of businesses. Yeah, we have uh, one chain here in the area, Fantasy Shop. And they actually – it's kind of strange. Someone drives to one of the hubs to pick up all of their books. Yeah. Instead of getting them shipped, it's like someone drives out to get them. So before, when there used to be shipping problems, they would always still have their books on Wednesdays. But now it seems like when there's a holiday, you know, occasionally the person didn't want to drive there, so they don't have the book necessarily on a Wednesday. Wow. Which is really odd. Yeah, that is odd. I mean, that's just like saying, okay, you know, we didn't really want to make the drive, so we really don't want to sell a comic book today. Well, to a certain extent, that's how the business used to be before Diamond started shipping stuff on Tuesday. Right. You know, sometimes to, to make sure you had your books on time, sometimes these comic shop guys had to drive to the UPS facility, yeah. find the UPS truck, that kind of thing. And on holiday weeks like this week, they still had to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, this it's guy just drives to the distribution point that's like over a state away. Yeah. Every Tuesday. I mean, that's crazy to me. It. Yeah. But I mean. I guess that's just the way it is if you want to make sure you get your stuff on time, especially now during the holidays with delays in shipping and all that. You just don't want to risk opening up on a Wednesday and you know putting up a sign, hey, we don't have new comic books because then people might just not come till next Wednesday. Yeah, well, I mean, remember earlier this year we had uh, weather delays. You know, when we had when we had all that snow, you know, coming through the nation, you know, 
we were getting – there was days when I couldn't – there weren't comics being delivered to the stores in Dallas. Yeah, I'm a little mm-hmm. worried about that this year, to be honest with you. You yeah. know, this coming year, with the, if they're, if winter is as bad as it was this past year, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm worried be, for my comic shop. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, most of the books I read are also available day and day digitally. Yeah, and I mean that – I can see that as a legitimate concern for the comic retailer. Now, you know, we, we have all fussed about, you know, day and date digital previously for various reasons. And, you know, I think largely retailers are overreacting to the, the digital distribution. But that's a real concern because if you've got folks who are, who are really interested, you know, in reading a book – and there is a weather delay like we had last year where it could be two or three days before you get your books. You could have folks going online and just getting it there. Yeah. I mean, think about a book like Final – not Final Crisis because no one wanted that. Because that was crap. Yeah. Um, or Fear Itself. <laughs> I, give, me some, give me some big book that people actually <laughs> wanted to buy. How about Flashpoint number five? There you go. All right. So f- imagine Flashpoint number five came out on a day where it snowed. Yeah. You know, if I – well, and it was available day and day digital. And you know, think about it in terms of you really can't read the comic book internet until you've read your book, and because everybody's spoiling. Stuff. That's the, yeah, exactly. You can't get on the internet. You can't get on yeah. Twitter or anything. Yeah. yeah, heaven forbid you go to Yahoo News or you get something spoiled. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm still bitter about that Marvel for every book you ever release. <laughs> Marvel's done it to me at least three times where they've they've given some news story to like uh, Time or they'll give it to all the news media day before the book comes out, spoiling major events. Brian Michael Bendis, I'm looking at you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I could see I can see that as a legitimate concern on, on the part of the retailers because I mean you know a lot of folks aren't going to pay for it twice. You know, particularly the, the the newer readers who aren't as uh, collection motivated. Yeah, not everyone's a sucker like me who'll go back and buy the physical after they buy the the digital. Exactly. <laughs> so Jen- I just wait. I mean, I mean, I don't go online too much and read through every. You know what you guys are talking about. Right. Well, all the, the bad thing is stuff. It's also a downside for those of us that record podcasts about comics because I want to talk about the book. And if my shop is sold out of it and all the secondary shops are sold out of it, I'm going to buy the digital so I can talk about it that weekend while we record. Mm-hmm. But then I'm going to buy the physical on the second printing. So I end up buying – I bought a bunch of the 50, new 52 the first couple weeks of it digitally because I couldn't get it physically for you know for a couple weeks. Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, uh, and, and having a comic shop where I could do my shopping online – where I don't have to worry about going in on Wednesday and then being out of stock because I can put it on my list on Sunday. Oh, you know, hey, Justice League number one comes out. Let me add it to my list so I know I'm going to get it. But if there's something I'm curious about and it sells out, you know, having the day and day digital essentially has killed the drive to four different comic shops looking for the same book for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I had there's. There is one shop that's closer to my house that's on the way home, so I will stop and look at the, look there for a book, but I'm not going to go to four different shops anymore like I used to. Now, Jen, are, are you reading any of your uh, new 52 books digitally, or are you getting them solely in print? No. Um, I'm, I like the tactileness of you know having the book mm-hmm. in my hands, and I, I'll wait now, do if you, I have to. Do you own a tablet or an e-reader device? Uh, my husband does, and he reads a lot of the comics now digitally does he 
Yeah. I'm like, you can read some of mine. He's like, no, I have mine on my iPad. I'm like, <laughs> okay. So we, probably, we can have the same things and it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I have my comic books. <laughs> I understand. No, I, I'd rather personally, it's the same thing with game books too. I'd rather have it in my hands than in a PDF. Mm-hmm. And I, I know, you know, PDFs are great. And I also know, you know, the digital copies of the comics are good too. But I'm a physical book person. I'm a physical book person. Yeah, I'm a physical book person, but floppies I have really enjoyed having on my uh, reading off of my Kindle. But I will say I I agree on gaming books because the size of the gaming book files has they're they're really kind of slow to to look at digitally to load up digitally. At least that's been my experience. See, I like both for my gaming books because you know you're absolutely right. It's a tactile experience and. Uh, you know, having that book there, but there is nothing better than being able to keyword search in your PDF when you're at the game yeah. table. And it's yeah, particularly on your games some... that have no index. You it's know? easier for me to find something if I'm just looking and I don't know where it's at by flipping through it. Yeah. But on the books that I have digitally, I'll have a like a Word document also on my laptop that'll have page number cheat sheets. Yeah. So I can just jump to that page number and be ready to go. I also do cut and pastes out of the PDFs to to put into my my game master notes, so I, I've got exactly what I need right there. So I, I, still, I dream. I of still think day. they need to do uh, just pay a little bit more, and you get the digital copy too. As much as I don't care about that for comics, I want that for books. See, and I actually want buy the hard copy, you get the PDF for free. I think a lot of some people are doing that now. Yeah, I Evil mean, Hat does it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, uh, Pinnacle does not. They upcharge you on the PDF, and that just irritates the tar out of me. Urgh. I know. <laughs> Angry. But, but Paul, we, we interrupted you. You were going to say something? Well, I, you know, I was saying I, I dream of the day, and maybe it's because I don't have an iPad. So you can rub it in a little bit, Aaron. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, you can run a game without any paper entirely. You just yeah. have your iPad. And maybe that day is already here, and you can write notes and keep track of things on your iPad while running a game. Do you have? To, is the game an iPad where you just buy the iPad and then you get the game? <laughs> <laughs> like that's the purchase. That would be awesome. <laughs> you can only use this iPad for this game. That's it. Nothing else. Yes. That is an expensive ass <laughs> game. That's right. Yep. Right. Eight hundred dollars one game. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I can certainly see, you know, integrating kind of like what I do on my on my game master notes when I'm running the game is I'll I have like a, a little rules cheat sheets like when I'm running the con game or something so I don't have to refer back to the book. Um, you know, I can certainly see being able to, you know, bring those images and, and that text over from the game into your notes and like have them column by column, you know, just to make things easier and just have that represented, you know, on your device. Yeah, I think I think that would be really handy. And I think the technology is there to support that. You know, if people would stop locking their PDFs and making it hard to cut and paste. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Angry Aaron still. So, okay. So, uh, you know, back to comics. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) So, you know, you're you're hanging out over at one of your friend's house and, and he's got all these comics laying around. So what... Was it just that there were comics laying around, or did you notice something different about these new 52 books? Well, I knew that the new 52 was coming out, and a lot of people were talking about it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I've, I've read, I mean, I've watched the cartoons and everything, and I know, you know, of these different characters and, and such, you know, all the movies that are out. 
Mm-hmm. So I started like looking through the comics and I I thought it'd be really cool to start because I know that there's comics out there that have like 300 issues and I don't even know what's, you know, who's who and and you know how many different uh you know robins there are. Mm-hmm. But if I can start in somewhere, like I feel like I'm on a level playing ground with everybody else. So it was it was, it was a kind of an a, an entryway a nice jumping on point because everything was going to be fresh yeah yeah no no continuity baggage that you had to worry about yeah like i if i started with something else and i'd just be sitting here asking my my friends and being like who's this and they're like oh that's so and so from this thing and i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I, I don't know who all these people are so uh you're, you're reading uh several of the batman books so you're reading like uh, batman you're reading batgirl batwoman Catwoman, Nightwing. Uh huh. So, and of those, which one's your favorite? I would have to say Batwoman. Okay. So, what are you digging about Batwoman? I'm really liking the art. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have the artistic side, and and the story's different too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if Batwoman was always like this, but um, it, it was just a different take that I, from what I'm used to, I guess, of watching the cartoons and the uh, character is actually one of the few, if not the only, character who really is bringing forward uh, prior New 52 continuity. Yes. Actually, my friend, before I started Batwoman, he gave me the trade right before Ah. to read. He's like, you have to read this before you even open the other ones. I agree. And so I read that. And and it was wonderful, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. Yeah. What? Tell Polly stupid. Just say what it. Am I stupid? Polly, well, no, because you no. didn't like that Batwoman book. Because it sucks. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> you can go ahead and jump in on that, Jen. <laughs> I liked it. Oh, I don't care what not... you think. Yeah, exactly. Screw you, Paul. Is what Jen's saying. <laughs> I, I don't believe that's what she said. I think that is exactly what she said. She just texted me and said, "Screw Paul." Yeah. To hell with Paul. Wow, she's got kind of a potty mouth. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I might. <laughs> yeah, it's also okay to make uh, your mom jokes to Paul. He appreciates oh, okay. that as well. So, no. <laughs> and I can't do it for the next year, so someone else needs to pick up the slack. Yeah. So, uh, so you're, you're digging Batwoman, and uh, you know the the artwork is off the hook, amazing on that series. Yeah. Um, One of the things I'm finding kind of interesting on the uh, the titles you're reading, there was a big deal right as some of these books came out that DC wasn't properly treating their female characters. That uh, particularly Catwoman, um, Voodoo, which I don't think was on your list, but yeah. Red Hood and the Outlaws. These, those were all books people pointed to and said that DC has just gone too far with these characters. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious. You mean like the sexuality part? Yes. Or? Yeah, the sexuality, basically they thought that they were uh, – there was a lot of articles about where people just thought they were marginalizing the characters. So well, I'm kind of curious, someone who didn't just came into comics right then may not have even heard any of that. I mean, what I've did you think of these it. books? Well, and I in mean, particular, Starfire from Red Hood and the Outlaws and how, you know, she just didn't seem to have much of a of a character or personality. Uh, she just seemed to be, you know, vacuous sex kitten. Well, there's only been four issues out. I mean, <laughs> Issue that one of that, to... yeah. Issue one of that title made me so angry. I didn't pick up issue two. Okay. Well, I, I know that. Uh, well, I had been reading some of those articles, you know, especially about you know, like Catwoman, and mm-hmm. 
Starfire, and especially the one about, you know, the woman who gave it to her child, which I don't understand why you would give this, if you looked at the cover, right, or, and even paged through the inside, why you would want to do that. And I never watched the cartoon of Starfire, so I don't know what she looked like or, or, or did, mm-hmm. you know. You, you weren't bringing in a bunch of continuity to it. You were coming to it fresh. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I realize that comic books, you know, there's different ones that are rated, you know, teens or plus teens, you know, to adults that, you know, I don't mind some sexuality in my comics. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the ones that they made a fuss about, it really was only Red Hood and the Outlaws that bothered me. I love Catwoman. I think it's a wonderful story. I think they're doing the character real justice, and she's a strong female character Mm -hmm. that has no problem using sexuality, but it's just a tool that she's using. Yeah. You can see that definitely as, as, you know, the the issues go along. So, you know, you're of the the female-led books, you know, you've got Batgirl, Batwoman, and Catwoman, of those, of the the Batman books that you're reading. Mm. Um how are you tell me about the characters tell me you know how you're responding to each one of those storylines start with Batgirl what do you think about that um I'm I'm liking that one you know she's younger than the other ones more or less Mm -hmm. and you know she's trying to figure out you know who she is you know like where she's supposed to be going yeah they they did bring up the part you know she's just getting back into it after being shot Mm -hmm. or yeah and I think we're what we're either three or four issues into that series. I'm still on three on everything. Okay. I haven't okay. picked up my your fours. Okay. Um, just quite yet. Yeah, I'm still on threes. And so and so uh, you're digging it. You're on for number four, maybe number five. Yeah, definitely. I when I started collecting everything, I was like, I'm going to give everything to at least five. Okay. And see where everything is. So because I mean I'm, I don't know all these comics, so I don't want to just go one and give up on them sure. unless they're something that just doesn't interest me i'm really liking catwoman i especially liked reading you know the the first three and what's happened so far just with batman and how he, he's brought into that and then also her friend dying hopefully i'm not doing spoilers i think three <laughs> <spin out. laughs> i don't know i don't know how these shows work <laughs> we spoil everything don't worry about it okay it's okay okay no, her friend dying was like that was i really liked seeing that it added something so much more and it's going to give her so much power to go into the next couple issues. So, and you know, obviously you've already said that you, that you dig Batwoman. Now, you know, you read the, the series prior to the new 52 Mm -hmm. uh, and that was written by Greg Rucka. And then uh, in the new 52, it's written by the artist J.H. Williams, the third, I think. Is that Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, So, you know, have you, is it does it still have the same vibe for you uh, from the from the original series to the new fifty two? I think so. I mean, I'm, I've only been three in their constant. They definitely moved forward, obviously, yeah. in the storyline. Um, I, I remember in the book there was still it, in the very beginning when the children's souls were being captured, right, or something. Mm-hmm. I I'm still looking for that a little bit. I think they've started to go back into it, right. But, um, I'm, I'm hoping that's like a theme that's being carried out for the long term. And you're reading uh, Batman as well. Yeah, that's yes. the one I'm most curious about because that one brought in a lot of continuity. Mm-hmm. At least it felt to me. Out, out of all, out of most of the New 52 books, that was one of the ones, other than Green Lantern, that seemed to bring in the most of the previous continuity. So how do you well, feel I've about watched, that 
I've watched a lot of Batman stuff um, between the the, the animated cartoons, series. yeah, yeah the, the different animated series, and then all the movies. So I know a lot about Batman and Gotham. So I, I that's what I really like. I like that dark, uh, I don't know, superhero. And you're you're not feeling uh, lost anywhere along the way with some of the continuity that they've carried forward. Not really, no. Um, and if anything, I just if I'm a little bit off, I, I usually ask someone, one of my comic <laughs> book friends, like, "So tell me about this." No, but I, I I I don't I don't know if I'm missing the continuity at all because I have seen things before. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think even though it brought over, and I, when I say it brought over a lot of the continuity, I think the only reference so far has really been Damian Wayne. You know. Yeah, and in in one of the Batman books, they even introduced a brand new character, brand new storyline, and the way they introduced us introduced it, it left those of us that have been reading it wondering, is this a reference I'm not getting? <laughs> <laughs> That's the um, nobody. Yes, yeah, yeah, Batman and Robin. Yeah. Because I was doing the same thing. Who the hell is this guy? Am I supposed to know him? Yeah, I actually went out looking up articles to find out if, you know, did I just miss this at some point in the all the years of history? But no, that's a completely new character. They just presented it in, in such a way that, you know, he has a history with Bruce that we didn't know about. Yeah, it's just supposed to drive us crazy is what that's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. So what drew you to the Bat book? I, I mean, because you, you listed a lot of new 52 books before we started recording. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I heard The Flash and um, a couple of other books. But the majority of the ones you're picking up are Bat Universe-related titles. Well, I picked up a lot of the, the female ones. You know, Batgirl, Batwoman, uh, Catwoman, Supergirl, Teen Titans. Like, I, I was – that's what interests me. Mm-hmm most and then I, I i picked up you know the couple other ones like batman and and nightwing just from what my friend was t- like he's like standing over my shoulder he's like you should read that one that one that one and pick up those five over there i'm like okay he's <laughs> <laughs> like put them in my hands like <laughs> so you were mentioning you're not a superman fan what are you uh what is your thoughts on supergirl um i'm i'm still a little out on that i'm, I'm seeing where it's going like i said to number five uh I've watched a lot of the Superman stuff, you know, Smallville, and I, mean, I really like Smallville, but I don't know. But not much of a Superman uh, uh, aficionado or, or, no, or fan? No, not really. I mean, I'd rather be a fan of, of Batman than, than Superman. Right. So, you know, you, you, you've you know, read this you know, gigantic chunk of New 52 books. You're, you're on the ground floor of a new continuity. Um, if, you, if someone came to you and said, hey, Jen – what comic should I read? Which one of the new 52 books would you most recommend? The new ones? Mm-hmm. Um, so far, what I've read, I'd probably go Batwoman. Oh, yeah. And Batman. Batman. I, I, I accept your recommendation. <laughs> I accept half of your recommendation. <laughs> she says go to That's hell, That's okay, Paul. Paul. I don't <laughs> care. How about, how about I'll replace, for just for you, Paul, The Flash. Oh, yeah. There we go. Batwoman. Flash. Go Flash. <laughs> And then Aaron can ha- and, and Aaron can have Batwoman. So <laughs> stupid old Batwoman. <laughs> so you had mentioned that you're reading a book called Jennifer Blood. Yeah, Tell I was actually that. when I was walking down the aisle of of everything, it jumped out to me. One because it has my name in it, Jennifer. <laughs> like, oh, 
oh, look, I have to read this, of course, because it has my name in it. Yeah, that, that, that had not occurred to me in my marketing, you know, for my oh, own yes. book. You know, you could, you could totally, you know, grab the Jennifer demographic by calling your book Jennifer. No. <laughs> um, Jennifer Blood is uh, by Dynamite, and it has, I think, uh, seven or eight issues out, or, or six. I think we're up to uh-huh. six or seven. And so far, she's from like I think like a mob fam- mob type family, mm-hmm. but like five to ten years ago, she committed. Oh, she died in parentheses, and now she's coming back to kill the family. And it's like really bloody. I think it's a, a Garthinus book. That's what I was saying. It was a Garthinus book. I haven't read it, um, but uh, I, I think I recall seeing it on the shelves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like it. It's really bloody. <laughs> so she's like, she's like killing these guys at night, and she's like uh, giving sleeping stuff to her family so they sleep during the night. <laughs> she comes home and she's like a housewife. So she's dosing them all on cough syrup before she leaves the house, and <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, and so now it's really getting good. So her, like, she's starting to slip. Like she's like, I'm so tired, and then the kid's gonna probably find the guns or something. <laughs> And she's just like an arsenal of guns. And then she just signs the, we you know, when she kills everybody, like Jennifer Blood. So then the cops are always there, like, who's this Jennifer Blood? So <laughs> I'm awesome. really liking that one. So the, the write up on Comixology says Jennifer Blood is a suburban wife and mom by day and a ruthless vigilante by night. Every day she makes breakfast, takes the kids to school, cleans the house, naps for an hour or two, makes dinner, puts the kids to bed, and kisses her husband goodnight. And then I guess other horrible things happen after that. <laughs> Is that where it stops? Like, That's hey. where it stops. That's where the description stops. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> it sounds very exciting, doesn't it? <laughs> so are you current on that one? Are you all seven issues in? Yes. And I, I there's probably, I think there's another one out. I, I haven't picked up my, you know, last half of December mm-hmm. issues. So I'll probably get my, my stuff next week because of the holidays. Yeah, you're not in it enough that that you're not in the hobby deep enough <laughs> to have that burning. It's Wednesday. I, I, have I to go would. It's it's a 20 minute drive though. Ah. Away, so it's closer to Game Group. So uh-huh. I, on my way to Game Group, I go and pick up my comics. Gotcha. But we haven't been meeting for a couple weeks, so I haven't gone. Now, uh, you shared with us before we started that uh, you are you are reading one of the finest comics currently in print. And I'm speaking of which of Mark Wade's Daredevil. Yes. What do you think about that? I'm really liking that one. I know I've seen the movie. I, was like, <laughs> I will still read it. I mean, not that it <laughs> would affect. Now, be you know, careful. Paul and I really like that movie. Uh, yeah, I'm I, just I, saying I, what other people have said. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, well, if other people jumped off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge? Exactly. No, you no that's why I'm reading. No, I, I heard that Daredevil was amazing, so I picked up. I didn't pick it up till issue four, so I, I when issue four was out, and so I was like, I need all four of these now on my pull list. Is it Marcos Martin, Paul? Uh, both. It's Marcos Martin and Paulo Rivera. Yeah, yeah. And the, I, the 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 artwork on that book is just just fantastic. Yeah. I just I absolutely love it. So you you st- I'm sorry. You started at number four. Is that what you said? Well, I, I mean, I, I I read the first one and then gotcha. continued on, but I didn't pick him up until four had come out. Gotcha. Okay. So you know, you're, it's it's this also is a good jumping on point for the character because you know he just came out of. Uh, 
a, a huge like multi-year continuity, like God, something like eight years or something of, uh, you know, Bendis and Brubaker writing on that book and, you know, Mark Wade coming on to it is writing a, a much lighter version of the character. You know, you guys are really selling me on the title. I, I'm a huge Mark Wade fan to begin with. Oh, I gotta tell you, so, I, I think I made grab a couple issues and just give this a shot. Wayne, you I, should. It is. I, I have to say, and you know, I don't mean to be tipping my hand towards the funnies uh, next week, but uh, this is one of the best books currently in print. And uh, to add on to that, it is probably, and I've read a lot of Daredevil. I've given almost every incarnation of Dare, Daredevil a try since Frank Miller was on the title. Yeah. Probably my favorite Daredevil. Well, and, and I can say that too, and that's high praise for me because I enjoyed very much the Bendis and Brubaker runs. Uh, I love. I have all of those books in trade. Uh, I, I love them, but I God, this is such an interesting take on the character. It's just it's, fantastic. Exactly, which it's the most would be good take. coming coming after the horrible take that had just happened before that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and on that note, Shadowland number one is free on the Marvel Comics app. <laughs> in case you want to ruin Daredevil for yourself, you'd really need to pay me to, uh... <laughs> <laughs> to put that on your iPod. Yeah, iPad. yeah, I just ugh, ugh. I'm so, really liking Daredevil too. Good, good. Well, you know I, what, what? What pleases me here is that uh, you seem to be to be digging on on really high quality books. Yay! Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I would love to go and keep getting other ones. I just I don't know. I'm trying to like limit my the money the spending spree of oh yeah the ah, cash yeah. flow into the comics. And I, I I I walk around the comic book store and and I'll pick up something and I'll be like oh twelve issue twelve and I'm like ooh twelve times three yeah. Yeah. Maybe I could wait for the trade. <laughs> yeah. The, so I do that math in my head, and that's why, like, if I'm not picking something up, I, I'm going to be waiting. Like, my friend has trades all in his house. $5 books. Oh, and... yeah, yeah. So, so well, like, luckily, I think all the books you're reading, except maybe Jennifer Blood, are two ninety nine bucks. Yeah. One of the things Jennifer Blood is as well. $3. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, don't get me wrong. $3, $3, $3 is still too much for a comic, but... Uh, uh, it, it adds up when there's like twelve out. That's right. So, what does your usual week run you? Um, well, because you got I only go, you know, I try to go every other week. Okay, so you're going every but, other week. Um, thirty. Okay. Thirty. So maybe maybe fifteen, sixteen dollars a week if, if you're you know breaking that out. So. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. But some weeks there's a lot more than right. The, I, I think we could throw a couple more on there. Really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, if I in my humble opinion yes i highly recommend checking out and, and it depends on if you're kind of a horror fan or a supernatural fan yeah but, i'm not and, a huge horror fan but all right well then my recommendation is gonna suck well uh i was gonna suggest animal man and swamp thing and really you should get both if you're getting one they're, they're they very much go hand in hand Aura or Demon Knights, which is not a horror book. It's just a fantasy book, yeah. but it's an awesome fantasy book. With a lot of strong female leads in that book. Correct. Okay. Yeah. See, based on... Uh, and it's written by Paul Cornell, and Paul Cornell is just freaking fantastic. Based on all the strong female lead conversation and just the, the books that you're reading, hmm. you know, I, I'm not going to suggest my favorite title, which is Aquaman is my favorite of the new 52. It is unbelievably good and there is a strong female character in it as well so if you wanted to pick it up by all means 
it, it is incredible. But I'm going to suggest Suicide Squad and uh, Voodoo. Suicide Squad, particularly for Harley. Harley Quinn has been uh, one of the standout characters in that book. Yeah, the writing's I, been very good. I wanted to look more into like Harley Quinn. I like that character um, from the cartoons. And I was going to give the uh, Suicide Squad a couple week, you know, a couple issues to come out to hear what other people were saying about it. So, yeah, I think Paul's out. enjoyed it as much as I have. Yeah, I, I have enjoyed Suicide Squad. It's hard to recommend because it's such a dark title. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I do enjoy it. If you have a, a dark sense of humor, you'll enjoy it. Okay. And, yeah, I, and if, I think what we're telling you is buy everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and if you just want to read about people making fun of Aquaman, Aquaman covers that. <laughs> Well, and I'm going to recommend a book for you that's not a new 52 book, and it's uh, it's actually collected in trade now. It's it's a book mm-hmm. called Alias, not to be confused with the television show Alias, mm-hmm. um, but it features uh, uh, Jennifer Jones, who winds up who who later on down the line becomes a uh, becomes the uh, uh, wife of Luke Cage, Power Man. Uh, it is a okay. fantastic book. There's no spandex in the book. Um, but it is a superhero book and she is kind of a down on her luck superhero that runs a detective agency. And it is, it it is one of my favorite books. And again, strong female lead. And she is as messed up as they come (laughs) and lots of character flaws. I haven't quite gotten to the trades yet. I know my friend has a lot and he's, every time I go over, I I read a little bit of lock and key. Mm -hmm. Oh, Um, I love lock and key. I, I like, I'm like, I just can't bring myself. I don't know. I'm like, I got all these comics books. And <laughs> well, that begs the question. I only have so much time to read. So that, that begs the question. What are you going to do with your floppies? I put them in their little sleeves uh-huh. and, and I put them in their, their boards and I uh-huh. put them into the box in oh, alphabetical she, order. Look at her. She's bagging and boarding. How many boxes are you up to now? I have just my one box. <laughs> she's, she's, she's only just started. You, you'll outgrow that one pretty quickly, though. Probably. <laughs> None of us ever, I think, thought about what we're going to do with the books in the beginning when we started. Because, you know, it's only a couple here and there. And it's only a box or two or 13 or 20. Or... <laughs> yeah. What do you guys do with them after you're done, though? Well, we have a website where we give a lot of them away. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've actually got, uh, besides the room in the basement that has all of the cardboard boxes, as a birthday gift, my wife had a custom piece of furniture made that is uh, it's a you know like a big giant bookshelf with drawers that are kind of like a card catalog for putting and storing comic books in so i can store about eh, about eight or so short boxes worth upstairs in the living room and i can just get to them very easily i've got them all all the books i have in there i've got it organized by title and such and those are the books that i'm most likely to reread yeah, I, I keep the good ones and I give the crap ones to orphans. <laughs> and by orphans, he means our listeners. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I would want to get, you know, like the um, magazine holders mm-hmm. and then you could put a whole bunch in there and then you could put them on your bookshelf with all the holders. Yeah, I, no? uh, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's cool. Okay. That's <laughs> no, the, 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 it might mess up the covers a little bit. Yeah. Oh, no, you've got them bagged and boarded. If it makes you happy. <laughs> I, I generally put them up when I hear the yell coming from the other room. Get these damn comic books off the coffee table. 
See, you know, my wife just doesn't do that. I just know that at some point she'll spill something. So that keeps me from put, leaving them on the coffee table. Yeah, I have two puppies. Yeah. So th- these stay like I, if I'm not reading them, I pretty much put them into the box on top of the other ones that are already bagged, yeah. bagged and boarded. So what I miss is there's no books that I'm reading with my wife right now. She's she gets into comics on and off. So f- occasionally there'll be a title that she'll really get into and we'll read them together. She read all the ultimate Spider-Man, all the ultimate X-Men with me. Uh, she gets occasionally gets some things that are based on writers that she reads because there's more and more authors are being released in comic book form now too and uh, she was a big fan of spider girl as well spider girl and supergirl we both read together she's she jumps into a lot of the female characters when i started looking at the the female characters it was something easy to to go with first you know get you know 10 or so get my feet wet and then move on from there instead of buying all 52 every month yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean if you like a strong you know, strong female characters and are willing to reach outside of DC to books that you wouldn't normally grab ultimate X-Men. It's only on issue five right now. And you know what they've done in that book with Kitty pride and now rogue. And it's a, they're very strong female characters that are leading that book Mm -hmm. and the ultimate stuff. They, they just revamped the whole ultimate universe again and every single Ultimate book that's coming out right now, I'm getting and loving. Yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man, the new one, uh, Ultimate X-Men, the Ultimates, everything is good. The one thing that I would caution you about on getting into the Ultimate line of books, because you know, Wayne's absolutely right. They've just kind of reset that universe. It's a whole mm-hmm. new line of books. They're, 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 while they're, they didn't do away with the previous continuity, they, they have made it a really strong place for folks to jump in. But all of the books are so interlinked. If you buy one, you really have to buy all of them. Mm-hmm. And there's only, what, four titles, Wayne? Uh, but still, I mean, that's that's adding four books to your pool every month. Yeah, only yeah. three ongoing that I can think of right now, and then the miniseries is. Yeah, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, it's fantastic. I mean, they they are some of my favorite books each month. But it it you know, it's kind of like if you're going to read the X Men, you have to buy all the X Men books because yeah. at some point they're all going to cross over. Um, and so that, that, that's my big caution to anybody getting into comics is while I, I love me some new Avengers, um, you know, once you start buying one Avengers book, you kind of have to buy all the Avengers books. And, you know, some of those are of questionable quality. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Some of them have been hit and miss. And, you know, it's just, God, do you want to, do you want to, you know, add four books to your pull each month? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I was looking at the ultimate ones and I didn't know if, there was a lot of continuity behind it. There's a lot. Uh, the, because the, I think they, they think on the shelves they had all the older ones too, yeah. I guess. And, and, they're then, all, and, and they're almost all fantastic. Mm-hmm. With the exception and then I was of, like, how many of these are there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they just restarted right about the same time that DC did its reboot. Mm-hmm. There are, DC's on issue four. Or, yeah, DC's on issue yeah. four right now. The ultimate stuff's on issue five. Yeah. So it's still a great point to jump on for some of these titles. Well, really. Uh, and it would not be a Funny Books episode without a Ron Mars mention. Yeah. Um, Anything written by Ron Mars. Uh, he writes a lot of stuff for Image at, or Top Cow. Books like Magdalena, um, Shinku. Witchblade. Witchblade. Uh, now, Witchblade is the only one that's in the hundreds, even though his run on it has only been about 50, 60 issues. But Magdalena, I think, is still 
before issue 10. I think we're only on issue 9 for well, that one. The great thing about Witchblade is you can get his very first run where he revamped the character, redid the origin, all of that, for like five ninety nine as yeah. a trade. I mean, it's a huge trade that is, I think, six-issue-long story arc or something. Yeah, and Ron Mars, I mean, you may be thinking of, of earlier days of Witchblade where you know, it was really a TNA book. And it's not that under the, the, the pen of Ron Mars. It is very much very deep storytelling, you know, uh, deep character development, that kind of thing. And, you know, there's the, the Artifact series. You know, I was real concerned when uh, Artifacts is a, is a maxi series. I think it's, what, 13 issues? Um, mm-hmm. And it's about to hit its 13th issue if it hasn't already hit. Um, and I was, I was afraid it was going to be too continuity uh, deep because I was kind of new to the Top Cow universe when, when I started picking that up. But they did a really good job of, of letting you know what all's going on and kind of briefing you without it feeling like you're being educated. Yeah. Know? So this episode's going to drop on Monday the 2nd, right? Yes. Roughly? Yeah. Okay, so I can spoil this. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler warnings on. Uh, the Top Cow universe is rebooting. Right. Uh, as of the end of Artifacts 12, which came out this week. So it's kind of a good jumping on point for books like Witchblade, Magdalena, Darkness, all of those, because the, they, they all just went through a reboot, or will be going through a reboot in January. Yeah. Are they keeping the old numbering scheme, or are they restarting that as well? As far as I know, they're keeping the old numbering scheme. But most of the books are going through creative changes. You know, Ron Mars yeah. is leaving Witchblade. Phil Hester's leaving Darkness, stuff like that. But uh, Ron Mars does have a creator-owned property called Shinku, which is fantastic. I, I, I truly dig that book. Also, strong female lead. And just about to release issue four. Yeah. And she's a ninja vampire. You got to love that. It's true. Yeah. So. <laughs> And all kinds of good, you know, just killing and blood and guts kinds of stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, she's not a housewife by day. That no. we've seen so far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she, she, she's a, a ninja vampire by day and night. So, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, we, we, we know which books you're reading on the New 52. We heard your story on how, you're, how you've come into the books. What do you got your eye on? What are you thinking about experimenting? What are you going to pick up next? I don't know. It's usually like, you know, visit by visit. I walk in, I, I like walking down, you know, I get my pull list, I see what's in my pull list, and then I walk the wall and, like, read everything to see. So it's just whatever jumps out at you. Pretty much, yeah. Awesome. Well, Jen, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Tell us what you're doing over on Genisodes right now. Well, I'm interviewing a lot of people. I have double episodes coming out every week, and I'm also in the midst of designing my game. You have double episodes coming out each week? Yeah, so... um episodes coming out monday and thursdays oh look at that and and where can our folks find you (laughs) www.genisodes.com and you said you're working on a game yes it's project ninja panda taco one more time (laughs) project ninja panda taco ninja panda taco okay and 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 tell us a little bit about that well it's it's a game where you get to be a mastermind and you're trying to take over the world and you need to get the help of minions to try to take over. And, of course, every mastermind has a nemesis uh-huh. and someone that you must be victorious over. <laughs> and so how far are you along on this? Pretty far. I'm in the middle of writing. I've been playtesting it mm-hmm. for a couple months now and starting to get stuff really consolidating down. I have deadlines. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I have deadlines for Look, writing. Super so. serious. 
yeah, super serious, looking into the next step of the the phase to take over the world. Excellent. Well, you know, we uh, we dropped some actual play episodes on our feed. We've got uh, our superheroes game, which is Knights of Rainsboro. Uh, the last three issues of that in this first story arc are going to be hitting in the in the next week. The first mm-hmm. is going to be hitting in the next week. And then we've got a Star Trek game, uh, USS Aegean, and uh, a couple of other one shot kinds of things that we've done. So when uh, you're ready to to unveil your game, we'd love to have you back on and talk about it. Yeah. I definitely will be on. Awesome. Be great. Because then awesome. you guys can have a lot of fun, be collaborative and goofy and crazy. Oh, that would never be us. No. Oh. <laughs> we're, we're all business here at Funny Books. <laughs> <laughs> well, excellent. Thank you so much for coming on, Jen. Yes, thanks. So, Aaron, before we wrap up. Yes. We should probably tell our listeners what's coming up next, up, next week on Funny Books. Next week on Funny Books is the 2011 third annual funny book awards or we as we call them the funnies funny can i change my vote for favorite jonathan to be jen absolutely <laughs> <laughs> and we can officially call them annual this year because it's the third that's right that's right holy crap three years three, three years, years wow. of funnies three years that's a lot congrats yeah. So. Oh, yeah, that's not what I would say, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're only bitter, Paul, because you're thinking about how many times you've gotten up really early on Saturday morning to record the show. Well, I'm thinking I'm like three years of Saturday mornings hosed. Three years of times I couldn't go to the early showing on Saturday and pay the cheap ticket prices. Ah, you big baby. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So the funny's coming up. The Very uh, the the big three part conclusion to Knights of Rainsboro, and after that, uh, some more Star Trek Aegean. So all kinds of good stuff hitting the feed. And uh, please go over and visit uh, Jen over at her website, and that give us that site one more time, Jen. It's www.genesodes.com. Awesome. Thanks a bunch. Thanks. Happy New Year. You too. Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast. 